thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Confederation and Association of Ambulance Chief Executives podcast. Hello, my name is Heather Murhead. I'm the Director of the Northern Ireland Confederation for Health and Social Care. In this podcast, we'll explore how integration is playing out across the four NHS systems across the UK. In particular, we will focus on the role that the ambulance services are playing in transformation that's underway across all four nations. The systems in Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland and England are all very different, but they share many of the same common goals. We will hear from ambulance service leads from each of the four countries to find out more about the role that ambulance services are playing in transformation across the four systems. All four leads will explain where each of the systems are at and they will set out the unique role that ambulance services are playing in providing care and contributing to the work of the wider healthcare service, identifying some of the barriers they have faced and explore how they have engaged their staff and local communities in their transformation journey. Firstly, I started my exploration by finding out what was being done in my own patch in Northern Ireland. I went to interview Michael Bloomfield. He's the Chief Executive of the Northern Ireland Ambulance Service. And we wanted to talk about the journey that Northern Ireland are on. In Northern Ireland, there's a um, challenging, uh, stretching transformation programme in place. One of the the last acts that our previous uh, government took uh, before devolution was, uh, was suspended was to set a transformation strategy for health and social care delivering together. That built on a document called Systems Not Structures, which very much highlights it's not around organisational structures, it's not around buildings, it's how we deliver systems to people. Very much uh, focused on providing the right care, the best care that patients need in the most appropriate setting to give us a more sustainable service into the future with less reliance on hospitals and more services provided where appropriate, closer to home in local communities. One of the things that is different about the approach being taken forward currently to transformation compared to some of our previous health strategies uh, is the oversight arrangements and the genuine partnership working that, that is taking place. Taking it forward is driven by uh, a transformation implementation group chaired by the Permanent Secretary with all of the chief, pro- chief professionals from the Department of Health and all of the chief executives from the provider and commissioner organisations, but we're centrally involved in those discussions. There's a piece of work um, underway at the moment, a review of unscheduled and urgent care, and as part of that the department led a population health needs assessment and the only indicator of unscheduled care demand, it wasn't rising year on year by between 4 to 6 percent, or the number of patients being taken to hospital by ambulances. And that's really shown quite starkly the contribution that as an ambulance service we have to play to, to managing demand, one of the, the, the real challenges facing the service. So uh, that and other things have really got the interest of the rest of the health system, of the role that, that uh, we as a, a service uh, have to play in supporting that transformation agenda. Trying to influence and persuade our staff that these opportunities in this transformation journey are real and we will realise them at a time when they struggle to get their annual leave, when they struggle to get rest periods during the day, when their shifts regularly overrun, um, is difficult for them seeing uh, that the, the future has got the, the potential benefits uh, that, it, that it does do. Um, but I think we do have to pay attention to both of those aspects. We need to uh, address the, the here and now very real challenges that our staff face on a day-to-day basis. Um, 
but keep them very aware and informed of um, the opportunities. Uh, and, and they know about them. They see and hear about them happening in other parts of the country. They're keen for them to happen. Um, so making sure they're involved in those. We have a, an absolute commitment in Northern Ireland to the principles of co-production, involving our staff in the, at an early stage around designing any changes that will affect uh, their, their roles, but also uh, care pathways. And what of Wales? Jason Killens, Chief Executive of the Welsh Ambulance Service, then gave me an insight into how they are integrating care. The uh, transformation and integration agenda, like the rest of the UK, of course, runs across um, health and social care, an integrated system. Our transformation agenda is built on the back of uh, legislation, so our Future Generations Act in Wales, and a, a document called A Healthier Wales, which was published last year, which proposes a wellness system uh, which aims to support and anticipate health needs to prevent illness and reduce the impact of poor health. So the transformation journey for us nationally is, is led through a, a national program board but then a local regional level through seven regional partnership boards and I think the challenge for us um, as a national organisation is around getting the right level of you know leadership engaged at a local level um, on a consistent basis uh, to, to be an active partner in that transformation agenda. So, so there's an absolute desire to engage, uh, and I think a growing desire to engage the ambulance sector in, you know, the wider health and social care transformation journey. Because there's an increasing recognition of the role we can play and the benefit we can bring. Um, but of course, that's there's a tension for us uh, in 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 the kind of business as usual activity um, uh, we, we, and our bandwidth or our capacity to simply field senior people at the right time in the right places to be able to you know, be a true partner in, in change. We've got the benefit of the geography, if you like, so we transcend CCG or acute trust or in our context in Wales, you know, local health board boundaries. Uh, so we see some of those other some of those other issues and can offer perhaps that impartial, uh, I guess, or, or, or honest broker view, perhaps, uh, in some of those conversations where you've got challenges across boundaries, you know, organisational boundaries, we, we transcend that. You know, our people, um, uh, across the sector, across the UK and indeed internationally, uh, we, we recruit people that are agile and responsive, that are creative, that are solution focused, that solve problems, uh, that want to provide great care to patients and that's, that's at the heart of what everyone joins, uh, you know, the NHS but, but certainly in, in the ambulance sector, that's what they join for and I think, um, you know, with, with the increasing uh, uh, desire for our people to do different things, continually improve, stretch the practice uh, and the care we provide, um, there is an increasing role for the ambulance sector in other bits of the health system that we haven't traditionally, if you go back 10 years, uh, wouldn't even think about uh, uh, offering uh, service in. Communication and engagement is always a challenge. You know, in terms of taking our workforce and our people uh, on the transformation journey with us. It is about early engagement, it is about co-production, it's about constant communication um, and, and increasingly using different methods, different channels to engage and communicate with the highly mobile workforce. Um, the Project A work that Horizons have led has brought people together virtually, hundreds of people at a time using video technology. When you ask a patient or someone who represents the community what they want from their emergency ambulance service, you know, when they dial 999 they're ringing us because they don't know what else to do and something bad's happened. They want us to come quickly, they want our people to be professional, compassionate, provide great care, 
reassure them and look after them. You know, if we, if we get that right through the mechanisms that exist in each of the areas of the UK, using social media increasingly and other mechanisms, um, yeah, we're not going to go wrong. Uh, and of course, we shouldn't forget that our people, our workforce, are the community. You know, if we're engaging with our workforce, our people, uh, those messages and, and that engagement is already going on. And is England any different to Wales and Northern Ireland? I caught up with Rob Barnes. He's the chief executive of Yorkshire Ambulance Service. Within England at the moment, we're implementing the sustainability and transformation partnerships and uh, integrated care systems. So as, a, as an ambulance service, Yorkshire is currently involved in four evolving STPs, ICSs, and uh, taking part in transformation and integration in each one of those geographies. And I think it's fair to say that the, the approach differ slightly from one footprint to the next and that there are different stages of maturity. I think we're well engaged at a, a national level, so the development of the Ambulance Response Programme. The 10 English services have been very involved in the development and implementation of, of that and in the implementation of the urgent care strategy as well. So at a, at a place level um, within the ICS STPs, um, I think we're far more in, involved and engaged than, than ever we have been, uh, which is a really, really positive thing. I think one of the challenges for us is that when you get into conversations around place, around neighbourhoods, uh, we've got um, very limited capacity in terms of leadership teams. Um, I think it's one of the limiting factors for the, for the ambulance sector that we're looking at. We're adopting our structures, adopting the roles within the organisation to see how we can better take forward uh, transformation in, in local uh, places in partnership with other health and social care organisations. Because we've got such a wide stakeholder group, it, we haven't always been uh, great at keeping people informed about exactly what the the capabilities are within the sector. So between us as, as services, we have millions and millions of patient contacts each year. And people don't often, uh, I think, or often enough, involve the ambulance service in uh, conversations around population health or around the prevention agenda. In, in terms of the, the sort of workforce skills and culture, there's a, a huge shift. I and mean, we've talked a lot across the sector about move away from command and control to uh, a more devolved and empowered workforce uh, and that's essential for the transformation that we're talking about you know we need our highly skilled clinicians that know the local populations know the local areas know the pathways Th those are the people that need to be engaged and involved in the transformation we, you know, as we've talked a lot about we can't do this through a top-down approach finally in scotland Claire Pearce, Director of Care Quality and Strategic Development at the Scottish Ambulance Service, explains how their system is joined up. In Scotland, we have um, a joint commitment to whole system working between boards, integrated joint boards and councils. And there, there's a lot about visible strategic leadership at the engagement part, where we are, we're looking to work with our partners to see what the unique offering that the Scottish Ambulance Service can give to our partners in IJBs and in the boards. We have a national board collaborative where um, Scottish Ambulance Service collaborates with um, NHS 24, which is another uh, national service. And there's a lot of conversation going on with the territorial boards and the IJBs with Scottish Government involvement. We'll have all the data for the IJB and we'll be able to say, do you know that we have come out to X amount of falls, X amount of COPD, 
X amount of mental health and therefore if we give them back that informa information then there's something for them to look at how they're planning their services because if they're coming to us is there somewhere we could have got them earlier on in the pathway to, to stop that requirement and we're, we're trialling it with a couple of the integrated joint boards about saying what data do you want, is this data helpful so I think it's that conversation. But before we make a change we're actually really going to engage in people so we'll go out to the, the third sector organisations and get groups of people to come and engage with us on certain issues for example the um, the mental health work that we're doing we'll go to mental health uh, charities or organizations and, and get them involved before we start rather than that tokenism of we've got this great plan do you think this is great and um, we'll actually bring you in and see what is it that you need each national lead told me about the lessons they've learned on their journey and gave their top tips for other organizations looking to implement a transformation on this scale I mean, for me, you know, what would I say from a Welsh position and from the, from the Welsh Ambulance Service, I'd say transformation is hard. It's not transactional. It's about partnerships. It's about trust. It's about relationships. It's about being prepared to give something up and compromise. It's about, you know, leaning forward and taking a bit of risk, um, calculated risk, of course, uh, measured risk. But um, I, I think for us, it's, it's very much about investing in those relationships and building trust so that genuine partnership is, the opportunities for genuine partnership uh, are, are created. I think based on some of the, the initiatives that we've taken over the, the last couple of years that have really demonstrated what's possible and have built confidence across the wider health and social care system, we need to be more proactive and just get on and do to some, to some extent, show what is capable of being done uh, and show what further opportunities there are rather than seeing it's a system that's being transformed and changed around us and then considering well what does that mean for us what are what are the implications for us i think from our, from our perspective I mean, lessons that we've learned are the importance around all stakeholders being clear about what what does a successful outcome look like for the transformation and raising the visibility of transformation programs both within the organization and the local area where the transformation is taking place so that you're aligning the, the resources, the stakeholders behind it to ensure success. It is about relationships. I've come from a territorial board not that long ago and now I know what Scottish Ambulance Service are capable of. It, it's, it's joining these together um, where we have a, a vision that we, I guess, both share and then working towards it. It needs to be, I think, from the, the it's a bottom-up thing because the people that are going to deliver this for us are the people that are out there in the community. And what do our leads think the system will look like in five to ten years? From a Welsh position, you know, our offer as an ambulance service will be wider. We'll have a greater footprint, a greater role in primary and urgent care than we do now. Um, I, I think uh, we'll be offering smarter, more joined up care on the back of technological you know, enhancements and the use of IT uh, and digital um, technology uh, more widely. Uh, and I think the other key thing for me is we'll be employing a wider range of healthcare professionals in our organisations than we do now. It will look very different. Well, change does take time. We're clear of the contribution that we can make to the wider transformation journey with, across health and social care in, in Northern Ireland. We've got to make sure, though, that we fulfil our fundamental role so I would certainly like to believe, and I'm confident we can, looking forward five to ten years' time, that we would uh, stabilise and be providing a high-quality emergency response for those patients who need it, and then providing them with the most appropriate care. 
within five years, I think patients are really going to see uh, a paradigm shift in terms of benefits of integrated care as relationships develops across um, organisations, across sectors, underpinned by real revolution that's going on within uh, digital technology and sharing information across the healthcare sector. Yeah, I see us as being an integral part of the wider health and social care system, supporting the delivery of high quality care to the patients um, in primary urgent and emergency care. And I feel that we're uniquely placed to grow and develop our workforce, um, building on their skills and competencies to work as an integral part of the health care system. It's obvious to see that the challenges present themselves in each of the four nations, but by working together in their local communities and engaging with their staff, they can provide a high quality service that not only helps people in the traditional setting, but also in the wider setting to help the whole structure of health and social care move forward. Thank you to all the participants in this podcast in providing a very interesting overview of the different ambulance service systems. Thanks for listening.